Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. In the Gospel according to John, chapter 4, in verse 4, you will find these words. But he needed to go through Samaria. And let us skip down to verse 29 that reads, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Today I want to talk to the saints of God this morning about what is necessary. What is necessary. We find ourselves today looking at the Word of God in the Gospel according to John. John's purpose for writing his Gospel Amen is different than what we studied on last week as it related to the gospel in Matthew. Remember, Matthew was a Jew writing to the Jews to portray Jesus as king. But John had an interesting and unique uh, purpose in his writing to portray Jesus as God. His writing was to, to, to prove and to build an account of Jesus' works and his words that would show to the readers of this gospel that Jesus was indeed God. So many of the passages and many of the things that you see in this text or in this gospel, amen, points to the deity of Jesus Christ. It is in the 8th chapter of the Gospel according to John that Jesus says himself, before Abraham was, I am. The hearers of Jesus saying those words would understand exactly what he was saying. Because the Pharisee says, who does this man think he is? He is not yet 50 years old, and he says he was before Abraham? And then they understood what he said when he said, I am. Jesus was saying to them, before Abraham was, I am, which says, I am Yahweh. It is the I am that I am. It is the same I am that spoke to Moses from the burning bush. It is the same I am that John writes about when he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So to those hearers, when they heard that, they would hear Jesus saying that I am God. And Jesus was letting them know that he was more than just a mere man. 
that he was 100% man, but he was also 100% God. And there were issues in the world, in that, in that Middle Eastern world, amen, that could only be fixed by God. And so we find here in our text what was necessary. What was necessary. In the text we see that Jesus Christ says in verse 4, it says, but he needed to go through Samaria. There, there's a lot in that text. Remember that Jesus was a Jew. Amen. And he was going through Samaria. We must understand in this text, amen, that Jesus was on his way from Judea back to Galilee. He was back to the area where his home was and where the disciples were from. Amen. He had been down to Jerusalem area dealing with those treacherous Pharisees. Amen. But now he was on his way back to Galilee. But there were paths to get back to Galilee that did not have to go through Samaria. Amen. Samaria was not a place that the average Jew wanted to show up in. They, they had ways to go around Samaria. Because there was issue between the Jews and the Samaritans. They were relatives, amen, but the Jews saw the Samaritans as outcasts. They saw them as half-breeds and those who were not part of the commonwealth of Israel. Because they had been mingled, amen, with many pagan, if you will, or Gentile Tribes. They had been Gentile nations because remember that back in the Old Testament, amen, under the leadership of Rehoboam, that Rehoboam, because he would not listen to wise counsel, he split the nation of Israel. Ten tribes of Israel went north and two went south. What we call Judea, amen, was the tribes of Judah and Benjamin, amen, and up to the north were the other ten tribes. But if you know your history, you know that there was a point in time where God had to judge the ten tribes that were to the north because of their idolatry. He had to judge them because they continued to have idol worship. They continued to worship at Bethel and Dan instead of where God prescribed them to worship at, at Jerusalem. But not only that, they had all types of polytheistic type worship to different idol gods. And God had enough and enough. And he said the three and the four, he said it's enough. And so he pronounced judgment on the northern kingdom and sent in Assyria, amen, to tear the kingdom apart. And God pronounced that the northern kingdom would be no more. That those who were in the kingdom would be plucked out and that they would be planted in those of outside or Gentile nations. So that the identity of the northern kingdom was obliterated. Never to be again. So it is in this time now in the New Testament or in the times of the, the change into the New Testament that the Jews, those who are the purest from the southern kingdom, amen, are looking at the northern kingdom, amen, as half-breeds. 
as those who are not part of the commonwealth of Israel. Even though they are still kinfolk, amen, but they're just not like them. So when Jesus says, when it says in the text that Jesus must needs go through Samaria, that's something big. That's something big because Jesus is going to go into territory, amen, that is by all intents and purposes anathema or forbidden, amen, by the Jew. You don't go over and mess around with them Samaritans because you'll mess around and become unclean. They're the, 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 uh, the despicables, amen, of the society, those Samaritans. But see, Jesus didn't see humanity the way humanity saw itself, amen. Humanity seems to draw lines, amen, between one another. Amen. Humanity seems to set up classes where I'm better than you because I'm in a different socioeconomic level than they are. Or, or I'm more cultured than you are. And maybe I, I smell better than you. Maybe you smell really bad and therefore I don't want to have anything to do with you. I mean, we have all kinds of reasons. The shape of your head, the color of your skin, your, your ethnic background. There are all kinds of reasons why one class of people tries to put themselves over another and, and it's not that foreign amen because we're dealing with that right now in the United States of America it is supposed to be the 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 the, the place of the free amen the home of the brave but we are dealing with racial issues at an all-time high Amen. Somewhere around here, here soon, if it hadn't already happened, amen, there is a neo-Nazi march that's supposed to go on here in Kansas City. Amen. The white supremacists here. Amen. So we've got issues on every hand, and still one group's trying to be supreme over another. But it's a crying shame when you're trying to be supreme over your own kinfolks. And that's what's going on here in this text. Amen. These Samaritans are kinfolk. Amen. To the Jews. But they have decided to deject them. They've decided to marginalize them. They've decided to disqualify them as being those who are part of the house of the Lord. And because of this conflict, things have gotten nasty. There are skirmishes and wars between the two nations. Amen. There factions and their problems with inside of the family. Amen. But we're not so uh, unacquainted with that either, are we? Amen. If we be honest, amen, when inside of our own families, amen. Amen. It may not be the immediate, but if we look around long enough, there's division, amen, in our families. There are some that want to go one way and some another. Some don't understand why one does another thing and their conflict occurs. Somebody says that mama loves you better than they loves me. They never treated me the same. All the family never invited me or anything. And before you know it, folk is breaking out and fights are happening. So it's not hard for us to understand that the Samaritans and the Jews would be at odds with one another. Amen. Because the northern kingdoms got tired of paying more taxes and so they just broke away and said, we'll do this on our own. Amen. If the king wants to make it like this for us, then we'll just break free. And so it just continued to spiral out of control. Amen. Till now, one part of the family looks at the other part of the family as if they're not family at all. 
So Jesus saw this problem. He saw it well, and he knew that he needed to do something about this in order to bridge a gap that was, was, was hopelessly broken, amen, that was hopelessly separated if it was up to mankind. So Jesus says to us, and in this narrative, he says that he must needs go to Samaria. He, he must needs go to that place where his kinfolks, amen, don't consider them kinfolks. That he needs to go to this place where nobody's really concerned about their well-being. He must go to this place called Samaria. Because God was getting ready to do a new thing. God was tired of this separation and all of this division. Because there's no division in God. So Jesus Christ, he, 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 he decided and he determined by the will of the Father that he was going to bridge a gap. That was hopelessly broken. Amen. So he found himself in Samaria. Amen. And as the story goes. Amen. While he was in Samaria. Amen. He found a woman at the well. At the well of Jacob. Amen. And it was in the middle of the day. It was in the middle of the day because this woman that was at the well was not just having issues as being a Samaritan as it relates to the Jews, but she was having trouble as being a woman of Samaria, amen, as it relates to Samaritans. See, the woman that was at the well had issues. She, she had problems in her life that even her own people looked down on her. So she was trying to slide in at 12 when most folk weren't going for water at the heat of the day and get in and get out. Amen. Amen. Because she was dealing with issues in her life. But isn't that like Jesus? Jesus doesn't just show up at the small problems, but he shows up at the big. He doesn't show up at the easy to fix problems, but he shows up where it's difficult. And this was a difficult situation. This was a difficult situation, amen, because this woman here was going through all kinds of issues of adultery. Amen. It says she had many husbands, and the one she had was not hers. So there was a mess in her life, amen, but Jesus is one who can fix the mess that we have made. So Jesus goes into the thorny issue of the life of this Samaritan woman, but also the thorny issues of Samaria and Judea as a whole. We find in the text, amen, that as the conversation and dialogue went back and forth between the woman and Jesus Christ, we find that even though this woman, amen, had issues, amen, with relationship, amen, had issues with adultery, amen, had issues with fornication, amen, she knew a little bit about the word. We find that she understood uh, 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 some things about worship, amen, she understood some things about Jacob's well, she understood some things, and so now she's in a position, amen, that Jesus can meet her just where she is. But I continue you today, if you don't know nothing about the word of God, Jesus can still meet a person just where they are. And that's what Jesus does, amen. He meets you just where you are. 
we've got this woman here with all of these issues. We've got the disciples starting to wring their hands because they're uncomfortable about where Jesus has decided to go. Before he ever got to the woman, they were messed up because they saw the Samaritan line. But thanks be to God, at least they were smart enough to stay at least in earshot and eye of the Lord. Amen. That they get a chance to learn some things. Amen. That would revolutionize their lives. And I'm here today to tell you that the Lord is still wanting us to stay within earshot and keep our eyes on him when he's going into places that are very uncomfortable for us. See, see, the mission of the master, amen, was not for those who were well, but for those who were sick. It is Jesus himself who said, uh, I, I come not for those who are in no need of a physician. I come for the sick. So Jesus Christ is speaking to us from the pages of the scripture that there are some things that we need to be doing that takes us out of our comfort zone. Jesus dealt with this Samaritan woman at the risk of even himself being ostracized because he was spending time with this Samaritan woman. Not just a Samaritan woman, but a woman that's been caught up in adultery and fornication. But Jesus was not concerned about what humanity thought. He was concerned about what the Father thought. And that's instructive for you and I. We have to be concerned about what the Father thinks, regardless of what men think, regardless of how they might feel about class and ethnicity and, and socioeconomic level, forget all of that, amen, because people are people in the sight of the Lord. The Lord is not looking for how rich or how poor you are, but he's looking for those who will put their faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Because the Bible clearly lets us know that for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son that the whosoever would believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I'm telling you today that the whosoever's have no limit. No matter how low you go or how high you've gone, everyone is in the valley and on the mountaintop needs Jesus. Amen. And so Jesus is in here on this thorny issue, amen, of, of, of Samaritans and of this woman with all of these issues. And so he, he begins to communicate with her as it relates to the position that she's in. Jesus finds her in her work, amen, of getting the water, and he asks her for a drink. Amen. And he was letting her know, amen, that if you knew who I was, you'd be asking for a drink from me. Amen. Because I am the living water. Amen. And the water that comes from me flows into eternity. And so the woman, the woman grappled with what Jesus was saying. Amen. But she couldn't have had that opportunity if Jesus had not have gone. If Jesus had not have taken the risk to go into a place, amen, that was uncomfortable for his people who thought that those people were beyond being saved, amen, who had been dejected, marginalized, and pushed outside of the boundaries of the commonwealth of Israel. It is those people that Jesus had come for. And Jesus said, I got to go. 
I got to do what nobody else is willing to do. I've got to go into the area where it's dangerous and that I may be misunderstood, but I've got to go for the sake of these people. For these same people, Jesus knew that he'd be dying for real soon. It's these same people that he knew that the father's heart was all about. The father did not want to see anyone perish. And so Jesus worked hard with this woman. Amen. And before we were done, the woman had become an evangelist for Jesus herself. Amen. So I want you to know that God can use anybody in any condition. Amen. To make them ambassadors for the Lord. How do I and why do I say that? Because when you look at the text, amen, and you look at verse 29, it is the woman speaking to the men of Samaria saying, come see a man who told me all things that I have ever did. Could this be the Christ? Now, 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 the Lord told her about herself and all that she had done. Uh, we want to be careful to let folk know and even to consider ourselves. There ain't nothing we do that we can hide from the Lord. Uh, folks say what I do in my house stays in my house, not when it comes to God. God misses nothing. Amen. And so when we're ministering to those who are on the outside, uh, when they say, well, God could never accept me because I've done this or I've done that. Well, yes, he can, because he knows what we've done before we ever did it. Amen. There is no one that has done anything that's gotten out of the sight of God. God has not missed something. He didn't turn to check on one thing and miss what you did in the world. He knows. Amen. He knew before his son died on the cross what you would do. Amen. And that's why he died. Because he knew all had sinned and fallen short from the glory of God. There was none righteous. No, not one. So therefore, he sent his only begotten son to die to reset and to, and to set up a standard by which we could meet. Amen. We couldn't meet the law because we'd already fallen in sin. We were behind the eight ball when we got started. But because of Jesus Christ, amen, who fulfilled the law in himself, we now fulfill the law in him by faith. Amen. Amen. And so this text is instructive to us because every one of us unlikely has a Samaritan. Every one of us has a place where we desire not to go. Every one of us have places where there are great need, but we're uncomfortable. Every one of us have places where we know that we ought to be doing, but we're very uncomfortable in doing it. And just like Jesus took a risk to go into Samaria, by extension, we've got to take some risks. We've got to take some risks into going in some places, amen, that we are not comfortable, amen, for the sake of the gospel. Every one of us in some way, shape, form, or fashion is discomforted or fearful to go into certain places, amen. But you must stay connected with the Lord in prayer and look for the Lord's leading in your life because God has called you to take risks. 
He's called each and every one of us out to take risks in the world. Risks that we might reach somebody with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. There's somebody out there that you will not be comfortable with. Is the very folk you need to be talking to. And the very words that you give them will give them life. The very words may bring about energy and encouragement to yourself and you don't even know it. God has set this up that we've got to live by faith. But if we never get on mission, amen, we will never see the results or the manifestation of what God has called his church to do. He wants us to be those that are shining light in dark places. See, if we're shining our light only where other light is, then how significant is our light? No, when he calls us to be the light of the world, he wants us to shine our light in dark places. So this story and this text is a text that calls us out to be those who will take a risk to go into places where the natural man says, uh-uh. This is not where we go. Those folks are not like me. They don't act like me. They don't look like me. And they don't talk like me. So therefore, I'm going to stay away from them. It is those folks that have been marginalized and dejected. It is those folks who have been counted out is the one that Jesus is sending us to. That's why in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 13, amen, the writer says, let us go outside the camp to where Jesus is. Let us go outside where there has been reproach. Let's, let's go outside where there's been a bad report because God wants us outside with those who are downtrodden, those who are outcasts, those who are blights to the world society. Amen. Because he wants to do a new thing in them. He wants to lift them up. He wants to turn them around and he wants to place their feet on solid ground. If you really be honest with yourselves, amen, and I with myself, there has been time when I've been walking in darkness, amen, that my mind was continually on sin and wasn't thinking about God. But God met me just where I was and brought along somebody that took enough risk to talk to me about Jesus took enough risk to meet me at my hay baler, took enough risk to meet me at my cardboard baler, took enough risk to meet me in the warehouse, amen, and talk to me about the Lord, amen. So what about us today, amen? Are we willing to take a risk, amen, to talk to somebody who really needs to know about the master whom everybody else has discounted and counted out? That can't bring about the things that you really want in immediacy, but you are willing to know that greater is he that's in you than he is in the world? Are you confident that the Lord is the one who's going to those who the world has forgotten about? Amen. Who's calling you out to the nursing homes, who's calling you out to the hospitals, who's calling you out to the streets of Kansas City, who's calling you out to folks who cuss too much. Amen. Calling you out to folks who have vulgar things to say. Amen. If we be honest, a lot of us did a whole lot of cussing and a whole lot of fussing, but God still saved our soul. Amen. So today I just want to encourage the saints. Amen. Go to work for the Lord while it is yet day. For night cometh when no man can work. And the work that's set upon us is not to stand around and sit around one another, amen, but it is to go out and to reach a dying world with the good news of the life that comes through the gospel 
of Jesus Christ. If there's nothing else that's ever said, amen, by the end of my time, amen, is that we must take a risk and go outside the camp. Because that's where the, the benefits are. That's where the, the lives are being changed. And you don't know who's out there. Amen. You don't know how they can be a benefit to the house of God. But if you never go, you'll never find out. Amen. And one of these days, we do have to stick our swords in the sand of time to study war no more. One of these days, we've got to meet our master and give an account for our stewardship. One of these days that we're going to have to deal with our master about what did we do with all that God has given us. Were we faithful over the things that God had commanded us? When he said, go ye therefore into all the world, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When he's saying this as the Great Commission, how much of that commission was part of our lives? Whether we live 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years, what part of that did we actually walk in the newness of life? When did we do those things which God says to the least of these? When God said, you visit me in prison, and he said, you gave me water when I was thirsty. You gave me food when I was hungry. Amen. And they said, when did we do these things? He said, when you did it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. See, that is the work that we've got to be about while we still have time. Because everyone is born of a woman's life is short and full of trouble. And one of these days, they're going to lay us out on the cooling bar. Amen. And they're going to pronounce us dead. Amen. And they're going to dig a hole and drop us in it if we ain't cre cremated. Amen. But you got to die. Amen. But while you still live, use the time that you have to affect lives that nobody else is thinking about. To affect lives for not just time, but also eternity. So today, that is my word to you in encouragement. Amen. That while you still got time, you must needs go through Samaria. I don't know what your Samaritan is. Amen? But you know. So it's between you and the Lord to find out what your Samaria is and get about going into it. Amen? Because there are some great benefits and rewards that's just waiting for you if you will take a risk by faith and go. Talk to the Lord that the Lord will encourage you and just step out on faith and see what the Lord will do. Because if all the lights shine around one another, how important is your light? But it is when your light is shined in darkness is when it makes all the difference. Amen? Amen. At this time, the doors of the church are open. There may be somebody here today who has not accepted our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There may be somebody here today that's been around the church but never let the church inside of them. Today I, I want to uh, extend to you, amen, the, the call that Jesus extends to all of us, amen. To repent of your sins and to turn from your wicked ways and receive the Lord. The Lord says that he will, he will save you, amen. He will he will make you brand new. Amen. Amen, Brother Gardner. Amen. And so the Lord is calling today for souls. Amen. To be saved. 
And you can join the church by Christian experience, by baptism, amen, or by letter, amen, amen. Brother Gardner, sister, amen, amen. Come unto from the Word of God listening family. I want to once again thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you would be so kind, on whatever platform you listen to Wisdom from the Word of God, I ask that you give it a review. And when you give it a review, also give some specifics as it relates to why you enjoy this podcast. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whether it's Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify or Anchor FM, whether it's Player FM, whether it's CastBox or Breaker, or any of the many platforms where you can hear this podcast. It would help us so much so that more can discover this podcast through seeing your comments and reviews and ratings and hopefully this will give us more visibility and more distribution to reach more with the message of Jesus Christ. And once again, I am so thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to this podcast and for your continued support, I will be forever grateful. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer.